So many bits. I'm your host, Bill Nielsen, and joining me from this palatial VoIP line on the internet is Brandon Shockney. Brandon, how are you? Hey, Bill. I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing great, Brandon. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, we weren't able to connect on this recently, but you were in Chicago for uh, a certain event, weren't you? Yes, I was uh, in Chicago for a very short blip of time. I was there for Star Wars Celebration. Uh, so I popped in. Uh, I was there just for the Saturday. I just had a one day ticket, um, but it was an incredible experience. I had so much fun, uh, but it was a quick turnaround. I was back on the road on Sunday. Yeah, I guess with a puppy, you can't leave a puppy alone for too long. Yeah, luckily, so. luckily, my uh, my mom is chief babysitter for him. But uh, yeah, no, I, I didn't want to be gone too long because, you know, he's a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when you are not uh, visiting Star Wars exhibitions or taking care of your puppy, I hope you're playing some games. So, hey, Brandon, what you playing? What am I playing? Let's see. What am I playing? I am playing a few different things. So as you know, I'm primarily a PlayStation 4 player. Um, So a lot of my gaming, at least in the past year or so, has been relegated to that. But I've been branching out a little bit. I've been wanting to uh, take advantage of my Nintendo Switch some more. So I've been playing two uh, different titles on that, kind of switching off and on. Uh, The first one I'll talk about, and I don't know if you've played this, uh, is Octopath Traveler. I've I've played a demo of it, so I'm going to need some uh, education if you've played the the full thing. Sure. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm not too... Uh, far into it. I did just get Octopath Traveler just in the last week. Um, But it is super fun. It's like old school Final Fantasy, right? Um, So, uh, but it's got a very interesting setup. You choose from one of eight different characters to start the story. Um, So uh, I I chose a character and I'm blanking on her name, but she's like uh, in the, uh, she's like a beast tamer type character so she uh, can capture different monsters out in the wild and like use them uh, against uh, enemies later on and she has this like snow leopard that is her like kind of main companion Um, and uh, she has like a bow and arrow she's like a hunter type character but uh, you get this intro into her story uh, and her quest right so uh, she has like a mentor that goes off uh, to fight this legendary monster uh, because that's what uh, her people do they um, they like train and then they they go and they take down like evil monsters of the realm or whatever Um, oh yeah we do that all the time in buffalo growing up yeah (laughs) Right, exactly. So it's just like that. Um, but uh, uh, her mentor goes out and he goes missing. Um, so she goes to find him um, and hopefully uh, uh, save him if, as, if, if he's still alive and also vanquish this monster that he has gone out to uh, 
get rid of. So that that's kind of the main quest uh, that's set up for her. And so it's interesting because for me, the narrative kind of is all from her point of view. But as you go along, you run into uh, the other eight characters that you were able to choose from from the beginning. And you can get them, you can like recruit them in any order that you want. And when you do uh, recruit them to join your party, uh, it plays chapter one of their story. So it's like you get a flashback and then you get to take control of that character and play out their like intro storylines. So you get a sense of what quest they are on and then they join your party and then you continue on together. Um, and then you can fulfill everyone's quest as you, as you go along again. And I believe it's in whatever order that you want. But um, so it's a really interesting setup and I think it encourages a lot of replayability. I'll be interested to see because usually I don't replay a lot of my video games. So I'll be interested to see if I if I do with this one. Um, but the the graphics are uh, really fun. They're really great. It's like a mix of really old school uh, pixelated um, graphics combined with this like 3D element as well. Um, so it, it's it's beautiful the music's great the voice acting is great um I, I highly recommend it if you're a nintendo switch owner and you like classic rpgs and you're looking for something to scratch that itch uh octopath traveler is going to be your best bet as opposed to a lot of the other square enix titles that they've released recently because i know they've done like final fantasy 12 the zodiac age and final fantasy 10 which are, are great on uh in their own uh, ways. But I think if you're looking for that old school um, RPG, this is the way to go. That's awesome. Yeah. That eight different viewpoints sounds pretty, uh, pretty awesome. Very uh, Rashomon-esque, if you will. Uh, I think I was looking up here real quickly that they worked on, this team worked on Bravely Default and Bravely Second. I don't know if you'd played either of those on the 3DS. I have not, although I've heard good things about both of those as well. And neither have I, neither have I. So uh, I guess, uh, but the the graphics look amazing for this with like this very rich pixel art where it's like all fancified. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's like as you go around, uh, certain things become like 3D. Like as you go up uh, maybe like a cliff, uh, the perspective changes, right? So it feels like the cliff you're on is in the foreground and then stuff in the background is is maybe farther away so it gives it gives a sense of depth um that you don't usually get with those types of games but because you know they're uh where where we're at now graphic wise for video games it's like uh paying homage to that old school while still introducing those more modern elements and i I think that's it's really impressive to look at um and yeah no i highly recommend it awesome so that's just one of the switch games you've been checking out What, what about this other one well, you know what? Uh, with all this stuff um, coming out, this marketing stuff coming out for Detective Pikachu, I finally uh, broke down, which I saw Detective Pikachu, by the way. Very fun. The story is nonsense, but uh, <laughs> the... the uh, <laughs> But the it's it's very funny and just seeing Pokemon on the big screen in like a live action movie was, was pretty cool. Um, but anyway, uh, I broke down and I got Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, um, which I was originally a little bit hesitant about because I know um, in terms of like 
catching Pokemon. It's been different from past games because it utilizes uh, the Pokemon Go controls where you don't actually battle to capture Pokemon. Um, you instead just throw Pokeballs and you have to like um, aim uh, with the, the game pad um, or with the Joy-Con uh, to capture Pokemon. And uh, you use like different berries and stuff to uh, you know, make them friendlier towards you and easier to catch and whatnot. Um, so there are certain things that are different about it, but uh, I have found that I'm very much enjoying the journey based on primarily the nostalgia I have for uh, Pokemon Red and Blue because uh, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee um, and Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu uh, is basically a re- told version of those original games. I guess it might be closer to Pokemon Yellow uh, because that's the one where Pikachu is your starter. Um, but it kind of plays out um, the the Kanto uh, region story again. So you're, um, and, and that's where I'm getting a lot of the fun out of it because it's like an enhanced version of those first games. So I'm, I'm uh, a lot of things are, are familiar to me, but there's also a lot of new elements that they've thrown in um, that I'm from some of the uh, more recent installments of the Pokemon franchise uh, that I think work really well in uh, this context. Like you can uh, have Pokemon, any Pokemon uh, that you capture, you can have it kind of follow behind you. So it can be a little companion uh, with you that you can check in on and whatnot. Um, you can like, your main partner, which is either Pikachu or Eevee. I, I chose the Eevee one, so I have Eevee as my uh, little partner. Um, you can, like, dress your Eevee up in different clothing. So he, yeah. he, wears, he wears, like, a trainer hat and, like, a jacket like I have, you know? <laughs> um, and uh, you can, um, you know, pet him and stuff like that. So, or, I'm sorry, uh, I have a female Eevee that I've named Nutmeg. So Aww. me and Nutmeg are, are traveling together. Um, it's just interesting. It's a very uh, different way of catching Pokemon too because uh, like in Pokemon Go, you want to catch multiple of the same Pokemon. So I felt like in the other games, I would kind of just catch one Rattata or, and then I would have a Rattata and I didn't have to worry about it anymore. But um, each time you catch a Pokemon, uh, you're other Pokemon uh, go up in, in they get experience points and uh, you can then take those Pokemon and send them to the professor uh, and he will give you different candies. Uh, and these candies, uh, depending on the Pokemon that you send him, enhance your stats for your other uh, Pokemon that are actually in your party. So I if I send okay. in, a, if I send in a Rattata, uh, like three Rattatas, I'll send to the professor and he'll send uh, me three quick candies and I can feed the quick candies to any of my main Pokemon in my party and it'll increase their speed stat. Um, so when I do go into Pokemon battles, they have a higher speed or a higher uh, strength or higher defense, depending on what candies I've fed them. So I really like um, how it, it utilizes that it's it's different, but there's still Pokemon battles. There's still uh, the thrill of like seeing new Pokemon um, out in the wild. Uh, so I'm just I'm just really enjoying it. Um, and again, that that's been a pretty recent. I just started playing that in the last couple of weeks. 
so, uh, but but it's a fun new take if you're looking to revisit the Kanto style games. This is a fun reimagining of that. It sounds great. I mean, like the quality of life improvements are like the variations from the original Red and Blue. Like, trust me, if you have nostalgia for those games, that's valid. But there's probably some kludge or some clunkiness you have forgotten over the years when it comes to playing uh, those particular Pokemon iterations. I agree. And I, I think it, it's fine if you if you have like this this high bar that you the or this nostalgia that you have for these original games but i i i worry that people sometimes utilize that as a means to avoid uh some of these like different takes on uh like a franchise that's as old as pokemon and i would say just because it's different just because some of the um ways you go about like catching your pokemon and interacting with them and whatnot is different from past entries i wouldn't let that stop you from having this experience because you might find uh just because it's different doesn't mean it's worse or better it's just uh different from what they've done in the past and i think that's what pokemon desperately needs Right, they need to kind of fresh uh, a fresh take on some of these uh, gameplay elements. And so far, I feel like Pokemon Let's Go uh, does that. And I know we're going to get Pokemon Sword and Shield later this year, which is going to be more traditional um, in terms of how you catch Pokemon and whatnot. Uh, and I, I'm don't get me wrong, I'm very excited for that entry as well. But I think this is a, just as valid of a Pokemon game as as any other. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how Sword and Shield adopt or choose not to adopt some of the features from the Let's Go games because I think my imagination from how they marketed them is Let's Go is meant to be like kind of a another sort of thing, not like a real Pokemon game to an extent. And like based on their marketing that is. And so how Sword and Shield adapts or does not, I'm wondering because like the over the different generations there's been very very incremental growth in terms of like how they're made so will people be willing to maybe take a step back in terms of the convenience of the game played or the graphics or stuff like that when you when you see uh how sword and shield works i'm, I'm wondering how that's going to play out i i agree and i i think uh Pokemon Let's Go is getting this weird kind of like black sheep of the Pokemon family, right? It's like not considered a true Pokemon game. And I think that's a little bit uh, silly. Uh, I mean, I, I still think it's been incredibly popular uh, and I think it's selling really well, but I don't, it, it, among Pokemon enthusiasts, it feels like it's not considered a true entry. Um, and I, I think people should just give it a shot. I mean, I, I, I think uh pokemon sword and shield will be there um and uh, it'll probably be very similar to what you've come across before but um you know there's no reason we can't have both so uh no i i highly recommend if you have any interest in in pokemon check out let's go um uh either one i think would be uh pikachu or eevee would be a good experience awesome so again that's Octopath Traveler we discussed, and then mm-hmm. Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, distinct mm-hmm. from Let's Go Pikachu. You definitely had the Eevee version. Yes, I have Eevee um, because Respect I respect the Nutmeg. Been, yes, Nutmeg. Um, I've always been a fan of of Eevee, um, and I feel like Pikachu. I, I kind of get what Pikachu's all about, but I feel like Eevee hasn't really gotten the spotlight uh, too much. So I, uh, yeah, I was very curious to see what that storyline would be like. Well, awesome. 
Awesome. I'm glad you are uh, taking advantage of that Switch. I'm a big fan mm-hmm. of the Switch as a as a console, as an, a platform. Yes, uh, me too. I, I'm really enjoying the... And I'm starting to take more advantage because with the first year I had the Switch, I wasn't taking a lot advantage of the portability of it, you know, like taking it out uh, places. Um, and now I am more. I, I'm going out, especially because I have a puppy at home and I want to kind of make me have some me time uh, uh, away from the puppy uh, for a little bit. I, I can take my uh, Nintendo Switch with me and kind of play video games when, I, when I'm out and about. So, um, no, I, I've, I've been really enjoying it. Very cool. Well, uh, was there anything else that you wanted to cover games-wise? You know what? I'll talk about real quick just one other game, a mobile game I've been playing. Um, and uh, it's kind of a... <laughs> I don't know how much of a game you would consider it. It's called Steven Universe Tap Together. Have you heard of this game? No, but I, I'm getting a sense of what it is based on the title. Yes. So uh, it's one of those games where it kind of like uh, uh, it, there's a, a passive element to it, right? Where so you get characters, you get four characters from the Steven Universe universe um, that uh, you utilize to fight monsters. So uh, there's monsters that appear on the screen one at a time. A monster will come out and you tap on the screen to take away that monster's health, to destroy that monster. And the, so you're tapping on the screen while the other, the four characters are also kind of adding damage to the monsters. Um, and uh, you get experience to kind of level up your main characters and uh, get, uh, eventually you get to uh, levels where you get little chests that give uh, items or, uh, allow you to unlock uh, uh, like new characters and things like that. So, and the game kind of runs in the background, you know, and, and like racks up experience for you even while you're not actively playing it. Um, but it's it's one of those, yeah, those you just kind of check in on it to see it, it racks up experience for you um, even though you're not playing. But it, it it's a very like relaxed. You like check in on it um, and kind of see where. Uh, where you're at in terms of experience and how you can allocate it. And then you maybe tap for a few rounds and then you leave the game again for another few hours and check back in. So it's a nice, uh, and I'm mostly enjoying it just based on, uh, the fact that it's Steven universe. Um, so, uh, that it's a fun little pastime on my phone. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Finding a, a phone game can be clutch depending on how, uh, how your commute goes. Yes, and I, you know what? If you have any recommendations on some more uh, in-depth uh, phone games, something that maybe is a little more active, uh, please send them my, my way because I'm looking for something new. Well, funny you should ask because for this week, uh, I was going to do a rundown on a few different mobile games that I tried. I've actually been just kind of grabbing different mobile games here and there to try them out on my phone. Just something to keep me occupied when I'm on the the L or something like that. So uh, let me just run through them. I haven't really played them all terribly much, but I've played enough to form a few impressions, and I'll just uh, let you know what I've been thinking. First of all here, I have a game, Knights of the Card Table. Uh, So that is a card-based kind of roguelike where you start out and 
your uh, the game will deal out a set of cards like in a row, and you're trying to complete a successful run through all of the different cards by like defeating a monster or opening a chest or getting through certain other events. And when uh, there's a monster, you roll a die to see like what kind of damage you'll deal. And if you deal, you roll like a one, then the monster gets to attack you. But if you roll a three, you take out the monster without them even being able to hit you. So you need to make sure that when you're going through the dungeon, one of the things you can do is you can rearrange the order of the cards as they come down the line. So if you're not ready to fight a monster yet, maybe further in the in the order, there's a healing potion. You can go and you can pull that to the front and drink the potion and then fight the monster. Or if you're feeling pretty good, you can fight multiple monsters in a row and by doing so, get a bonus for having done that. Like you'll get extra money for the uh, encounters. Okay, I, I'm I'm intrigued by that. Um, you, Bill, you playing a card game? That seems so unlikely. It was really a departure from my comfort zone. <laughs> if anything, I wish there were more cards involved because really, there's really just the the dice. You get different dice. So oh. the cards are uh, just all with the uh, the dungeons pretty much. So I was like, ah, this is good, but it's all like rolling dice. I wish it was cards. <laughs> <laughs> so this one, that game costs $5, uh, which is for a mobile game, pretty expensive, but I think if you found that kind of remotely interesting that you know for five bucks it might be worth giving it a shot yeah then next up i have a game photographs so this designer previously worked on two mobile games that i liked a lot they were called 10 million and you must build a boat and both of those are match three puzzle games where you're trying to like match different colored jewels or different symbols in a puzzle space but also you're character is like trying to make it through a dungeon and do different objectives so that those were both a lot of fun i would recommend both of those uh if you haven't yet tried them and uh the new game is called photographs and it's a bit of a departure because the uh the designer was trying to do something more with like different storytelling and the the actual game mechanic centers around well there there are two parts of the game there's the first is uh there is five stories in total and each story has a certain uh puzzle that you try and solve uh in different iterations uh so in the the one for example the puzzle is you're trying to uh shoot uh, a ball with a certain trajectory so it will land in a pool of water and it's like trying to get it to like ricochet off different barriers or there are things that will affect the gravity as it passes the ball passes through them and so you have to like find the right path for the ball, given these different like positionings for the launcher. And then the other part of the game is these different puzzles are tied to a person's story. So when you're listening or watching the story, there will be different uh, like tableaus going on in the background, and you have to find the right spot on the uh, on the background based on a clue and zoom in on that and take a photograph. Ooh, I like that. I like that it's connected to like a storyline. That's cool. So I, I think I, I'm in for the puzzles. What I what I found was I wasn't sure if the stories were that good or to be a little more constructive okay. about it. <laughs> I, I felt like uh, they were trying to go for like a maudlin tragedy and maybe they were a little too... Uh, 
to blunt with the characterizations of the different people. Uh, so I, I've only played two of the stories, so maybe it, it changes or maybe other people might like it more. But the, the first story I played was you are kind of like a, a grandpa type character and you live with your granddaughter. Your granddaughter gets sick and so you, your, the grandpa like invents a medicine for her and he heals her. But like after a while, the illness returns. And I was like, I was with, like with it up till that point. But then like at the very end, it's like uh-huh. the, the illness or like the side effects of the medicine or, or something like that causes the daughter to end up like forgetting who you are. And then she like, she gets scared of you and then she stabs herself. And like, there's this huge blood effect on oh, the screen. God. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I just want to play some puzzles. Right, yeah. So, like, I, I mean, it, it felt like that was all a little bit much, maybe for the the uh, the story that had been laid out up until that point. And, and then uh, the next one was a story of a young uh, diver who she was trying to get good at uh, diving and help her, her, like, school's team to win. And she... Uh, she's not doing as well as the other divers. And then they basically, they give her steroids because they've been taking, the other divers have been taking steroids. So she starts taking steroids and then, uh, they succeed. But then the other divers rat her out to the media as a user. And I was like, well, okay, that's, I mean, that sucks. It doesn't really like, it seems like that was a, it didn't make a lot of sense that they would do that because, wouldn't they be found out or wouldn't they have to like admit they use drugs too? Right. So, yeah. These stories sound depressing. Yeah. They were depressing and yeah, maybe not, uh, the most logical. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, it was, it made me for maybe I'm being too hard on them. I, I, but that was just my, <laughs> my feeling coming away from those. And after that, I was like, well, I don't know if I really want to play this game anymore. So <laughs> I, I do encourage this uh, designer to keep going and to keep trying to uh, expand their their personal comfort zone and not make the same kind of game because this is definitely different than their last two games. But, uh, yeah, maybe not uh, quite where you wanted to land with uh, photographs. Uh, next up, I have Minesweeper Genius. Now, this one, I, I like that it was a different combination of a few different uh puzzle ideas i kind of feel like it's a it's a combination of sudoku and the old windows game minesweeper oh i mean i'm familiar with minesweeper but uh not not this iteration of it so you're uh you're actually controlling a little dude on a square grid and each square has the possibility to be a mine so you want to guide your little dude through the correct path to the end of each stage to advance to the next one. And the only advantage you have is that you have some clues as to which spaces have mines in them, but they're not, they're incomplete. So like you'll see a number uh, three and you know, okay, well, there's going to be a row. There's going to be three mines somewhere in this row, but I don't know where. And then you have to uh, infer or deduct based on other locations on the grid as to like what spots are clean and what spots are safe so like you might see uh, a three in a row one row and then you see a column that has a zero in it so you know well 
there have to be three in this row, but this column has a zero in it, so I know in the intersection of this row and this column, there can't be anything there. So it's safe to move my guy right. into that spot. Okay, so it's Sudoku with higher stakes. Yes, yes. If you put the <laughs> wrong uh, numbers in, basically your character will die. So that's, uh, I guess, the the biggest stage of them all or the biggest stakes of them all. Right, life or death. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not maybe same, the same emotional weight, though, as uh, photographs because right. when your character <laughs> blows up, you they just kind of reappear at the start and they could try again. Right. <laughs> So I thought that was a pretty cute game. I didn't stick with it uh, the whole time, but I, I thought it was uh, a clever innovation, and I, I would recommend that one. Fourth up here, I've got another game called Guildmaster Story. Now, Guildmaster Story, I've never played Candy Crush, to be honest, but I think it's a lot like Candy Crush, from what I can tell. I've never done Candy Crush either, so uh, but I, I get the general gist of Candy Crush, so I assume it's similar kind of matching and pattern type yeah matching you want to uh, do it in a certain number of moves to complete the stage there are different special kinds of blocks stuff like that and that part of the game wasn't that interesting but the the other part of the game there actually is a story that you go through as you play and it's like the context of the game that you're doing is that your character is playing this game as like their own personal story develops and it's a humorous story it's like uh, about this guy who is like got had everything in his life handed to him and he's completely unable to understand why things uh, he's involved with keep failing and how he keeps like ending up in worse and worse circumstances. But it's, it's pretty, <laughs> it's a pretty humorous story. Uh, okay. I, I was uh, enjoying it. And the, the best part is the game is free. So the, the other games I've mentioned, uh, I'll have a charge with them. I think Minesweeper Genius was three dollars. Uh, photographs and Knights were both five, but Guildmaster Story is free. Can't beat free. No, you can't. Uh, so consider giving that a look if you uh, want to just even check out a little bit of the story. And lastly, the the one that I played the most of all, and this game is also somehow free, which surprised me, is called Pixel Puzzle Collection. Uh, so, Brandon, you know, you sounded familiar with Sudoku. Have you ever played a Picross game? Uh, no, but I, I am aware of how they how they work. So, yeah, this is just a string of Picross puzzles, but what makes them unique is this game is made by Konami, so they're all, like, Konami-themed uh, different puzzles. Oh, that's fun. Uh, it, it was, yeah. So, like, a lot of them are, like, uh, you know, Castlevania-themed or Bomberman-themed. And it makes for a more interesting experience to like be able to uncover all this like unique pixel art for the games you are familiar with from like the mostly the 80s, pretty much the 80s and early 90s. Yeah, a little nostalgia trip. And like I said, it's completely free. Like there are advertisements in it for other Konami properties. Like you'll see lots of advertisements for PES Soccer and uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! If you uh, play this game. Oh, of course. Yu-Gi-Oh! It's time to did it did it to do all. Well, you should do give this game a shot, though, because you've got a yeah, it's free and and the puzzles are neat. The only the only limiter really is like they have these boss puzzles, which are meant to be like harder. And like each puzzle you complete is part of a bigger tapestry. And you can only do those once every three hours. And then you can go through these other smaller puzzles as you would normally. Okay. All right. I'm into that. 
that was the one I played the most. I sunk a few hours into that. I was kind of getting into a bad habit where I would like go to the bathroom at work and, and play it there. So I got out of that, but uh, still <laughs> would recommend this game overall. And uh, yeah, that's what I've been playing lately. So if you uh, do end up trying any of these out, let me know. I'm curious to find out. I might check out that Steven Universe tapper myself later on. Yeah, it's it's pretty uh, surprisingly addictive. But otherwise, I think that brings this episode of So Many Bits to a close. So, Brandon, thank you so much for coming on and telling me a bit about the games you've been playing lately. Well, Bill, thanks for having me, man. It's always a pleasure. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, if you want people to find you anywhere, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at B E Shock. And they can find me on Twitch, sometimes uh, streaming on Twitch. And that's B E underscore Shock. I hope we can get you back on there soon. I'd like to see you streaming some more stuff when you get the chance. In the meantime, uh, if you want to reach us, we can be reached by email at so many bits podcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. We're so many bits on there. Follow us on Twitter and Tumblr at so many bits. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Please rate and review or download from Spreaker, from SoundCloud, from YouTube, or stream on Spotify. We play games, twitch.tv slash so many bits, as Brandon was alluding to. Uh, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Central Time, Magic the Gathering, online or MTG Arena. Thursdays, 8 p.m. Central Time, a variety of games, miscellaneous games. Uh, Near Automata, Resident Evil 2, Spider-Man, Superhot, all games I've played recently on stream. And last but not least, thank you very much for listening. Have a great summer. Woohoo!